0: Welcome everybody to The Conversation, and welcome everybody on The Conversation. It's great to be together. Two things to note, if you've uh, only first joined us this time, it's great to have you with us. We are part of the community at Annersbrook, a community of faith. I also have red ears, and what I was just wondering was, is there any scientific proof of why? Is, my, is the room too hot, or what's going on?
1: Yeah, it's normally a body temperature issue. You might be overheating. <laughs> Yeah,
2: normally in my profession, I've found it's body temp. Yeah.
0: yeah. You need an ice pack? Get on those ears. I would love an ice pack. (laughs) I'm I'm actually wearing these monitors for recording uses, but I do notice and feel they're too tight. Mm. So could it be that?
2: No, I think it's a body temp. It's it's (laughs) traditionally a body temp in my experience, yeah.
0: And the second thing that I note is that Alex has got a nicer microphone, and I'm a bit disappointed. Because I wanted to be able to note that last time it looked like three professionals with our um, mics and a karaoke singer.
2: Oh, I'd like to think it was like I was being New Zealand Idol during COVID, so I was like recording from home. Um, I was a singer.
0: Does anyone remember Ben Lummis? Yeah. Bondly. Yes. <laughs> Heck yeah. So it's great to be together on the podcast, on the conversation, and uh, really good. Now, we call it The Conversation uh, on purpose because we don't really want it to be another set of speeches. So, um, guys, uh, it's nice just to be able to talk together, and we've been on a bit of a journey, a real amazing journey called Following Jesus this year, and uh, it's been really cool, eh? Like, I've... I personally have felt so enriched by it, which is a good sign. If a pastor or a you know a Christian leader is feeling enriched by it, mm. it's mm. it's. Is it just me? No, I think it's uh, it's everyone I'm talking to. Yeah, absolutely,
3: myself included. It's uh, it's <laughs> a great theme to be leaning into.
0: Yeah, it's pretty good. Pretty good feeling. You're looking enriched, Jared.
1: <laughs> oh, thank you so much. It's because I'm following Jesus. <laughs> and I'm practicing the way. <laughs> Amen.
0: 10 out of 10. I was wondering whether we could have a conversation, okay? So you guys can feel free to help to lead it. Um, but we've just like recently talked to our community about rule of life. So, okay, any one of you want to explain what we were talking about with rule of life? Anyone at all? Like, honestly, first and first served. Uh, We certainly weren't talking about more rules for life. We've got speeding rules, traffic rules. We've got, um, did you know that if you skip school for a certain amount of time, you are breaking rules? It's good to know that. How many times?
2: Uh, More than once, I think, Jared, (laughs) would be breaking the rules.
0: (laughs) Okay. Anyway, what is rule of life, guys? Let's talk about, let's just have a conversation about rule of life.
2: Awesome. Yep. Um, I think for me, to be honest, I think um, what we've been going into is this whole idea, a couple of words is one of them has felt like foundation. That's kind of come up in, um, in, not even just within us, us four and, and our other leaders, but actually just with. Um, members of our community after uh, these messages, just this idea of like, man, I felt like that was a great foundation. And I think that the church needs a new, not sorry, not a new, but a refreshed uh, understanding of the foundation. And this rule of life can be that, right? This rule, this idea that we're intentionally living a life uh, with God, centered from God and, and hopefully reflecting God. And, um, that's kind of what I've been picking up is like, man, what a foundation to have a role of life that's centered, um, around, around God and, uh, discovering him and in the process discovering ourselves. But, um, yeah, that's just kind of some, a, a key word foundation that I've been hearing.
0: It's sort of come out of like John 15 a, eh? which is this concept of being in the vine. Um, and, you know this beautiful picture and passage that Jesus promises, but actually, like years and years ago, Saint Benedict, who was part of a the monastic movement, um, he wrote a rule. Was it Shannon a rule of Saint Benedict or how did it? What did he call it?
3: Yeah, I think it was. Yes. I think it was known as the Rule of Benedict or the Rule of Saint Benedict. And then over time, it. Becomes... Well, he didn't
0: refer to him as a saint at that point, did he? Probably not. No. No, was it? Wasn't
1: it? I think it was Eggs Benedict, guys. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's where it came from.
0: It's it's the type of day, time of the day that we need um, Eggs Benedict. Is it though? Uh, and yeah, so, um, and I thought about that because I know that there's a lot of people who wonder about the tradition of Christianity, but as you read back in Acts, like they were practicing the way, following Jesus, like, Daily, have you guys ever read that where it talks about, you know, they they prayed daily in the temple courts and then they met at home together. Did you guys realize that was every day?
1: Hmm. Yeah,
0: yeah. Whoa, that's amazing. Is that even practical. <laughs> if, yeah, it's, it's you... a really
3: good point because I think like it shows that hey, in our culture, Christianity far more often than not is just um, a tag on, isn't it? To uh, normal lives that actually look like a regular secular life that anyone could live. Um, And then we kind of like try to figure out how to tack these spiritual things onto that. But actually when you look back to that, you realize these people weren't just doing some of the spiritual activities in the margins of their life. It was actually an entire lifestyle. And so I like that as well with this idea of rule of life. It's like, okay, through all of the rhythms and routines um, of our day Uh, What is it that we're doing to become, I guess, more aware of God's presence in our life and how our activities are actually overlapping with God's purposes. Um, When I was growing up, there's lots of talk about like, you know, having a, a, um, oh, like a, what is the right word? Oh, like a set time. Hey, like have have a set time. But for me, it was always like, oh, it feels like just another thing that you have to put on your to-do list. And so actually for a rule of life, not just having like, one set time but actually what are the different practices that you can incorporate right throughout the rhythm of your day throughout your week throughout the seasons throughout the year so that actually yeah like like that verse uh, i guess in john chapter 15 talking about the vine it's like actually so your life is one that's abiding in christ
0: yeah that's Mm. quite tricky did either you jared or alex struggle with quiet times that, that like Shannon just described what was called a quiet time when I was growing up.
1: Yeah, that,
0: And I don't know why I do not know why, but it was like you had to do an hour each day of mm. quiet. Can you imagine my personality being quiet for an hour on my own? It, um, you shook your head, Jared, but those who know me, that is is will
3: tell you what, Gray, I actually can imagine it. If you are on a boat in nature, <laughs> thanking God, <laughs> Everything is brought in your life. I couldn't imagine it if you're sitting in a room just reading a book of the Bible that you don't understand. Like you know, it's kind of it's like.
0: (laughs) Man, that's a good point. Okay, so you got books of the Bible and you roll up on Leviticus and you're like, a lot of goat slaughtering going on, people. (laughs) Yeah, like it's like the freezing works. Is this the freezing works of the Jewish world?
1: potentially i think the technical answer is no but but yes i think i think that it's a lot of pressure like yeah and what you're saying about when you're younger maybe you don't quite understand like why why you need a a rule of life or what it's actually for um what this whole you know system is for
0: is it well talk about okay talk about what it's for like Do you wanna explain the whole thing, Jared, about um, Benedict and the Latin so all the Latin scholars believe that the word rule, Mm. not rules like commandments, but rule meant regular Mm. and it also meant um, trellis. Do you want to talk about that? Because that's lining up with John fifteen is a really like to me life giving concept. Yeah, well I was gonna say way more sense.
1: I was gonna say that because when you are young, you don't understand it. And so it just seems like it's a, just a th- another thing that you have to do. Hmm. Um, and I'm not, I'm, I couldn't do that myself. I couldn't do a 60 minute quiet time. Um, How not many minutes co- I, I mean, th- Three minutes, <laughs> but like, but, but when you start to actually get your head around, yeah, this concept of it's actually like this um, wraparound support. Mm. like trellis supporting these vines you picture uh, that um as a christian as a follower of jesus the goal is to not just tick off like cool i did my quiet time today but actually i'm doing the things in life that give me support for my everyday mm. um and i love i love that idea so it's like i have faith and i believe in jesus but now i have ways that i can actually strengthen myself and my relationship with god
0: someone should uh, google that picture of trellis because it's quite an easy google um well, i didn't did any of you grow up in a vineyard at all
2: no i didn't my uh my dad had a vineyard contracting business so i spent every summer in the vineyard
0: well can you please tell us what a trellis was
2: um, I was gonna say, I you're gonna say, what's a vineyard like? I was just gonna say, hot and just you read every minute of it. Uh, but I think <laughs> <laughs> I think that with trellis, like like in commercial vineyards, it's not the sort of uh, the pretty backyard like white picket sort of trellis. It's actually, you know, yeah. the harvesting. I think New so Zealand is it not
1: that that's not what it is. Not
2: quite that. <laughs> I think okay. um, that's what Jared just built on the weekend. Yes, has got one there. <laughs> but in commercial, I think the stat, like New Zealand, even though we have vineyards all over Marlborough, Central Otago, all over the place, I think New Zealand produces like 3% of the world's wine, which is a little bit of a small amount. But in the commercial sense, um, these trellises are like long uh, stretches of, of wire and cabling. And actually, mm-hmm. part of the season in a vineyard year, there's probably like 12 different seasons, but one of them that's the most important is to continue to raise those uh, metal wires as the plant grows because the plant begins to fold over and as the crop gains weight it obviously the fruit needs to be exposed to the sun and the trees need to grow upwards and so one of the seasons which funny story only the strong sort of workers were able to do this because it was quite a feat but I remember as a 13 year old boy wanting to do that and so you'd have to lift the wire and hinge it at a higher notch to enable the vine to continue to grow.
0: Yeah. So yeah, yeah. you lift <laughs> it up, it lifts higher so that yep.
2: the vine continues to grow. Continues to ways. grow and it takes it to the next level. And then at the end of a new season, the wire is then returned lower so that the next season of crop, the next uh, round of fruit is able to continue on that growth path. So it's like continually adjusting the support system for the right season. And so, um, mm-hmm. I you know, just like what Jared was saying, it is the support system that, actually can change in seasons. And I think that, Graham, you've brought it up multiple times. Like, graham has got 27 children and uh, we all have younger children as well. But there are different seasons of life where actually these practices can change. And I think that, um, you know, when we were younger, it was like, here's your quiet time. But for some reason, it was glued to an hour. I don't know why. It was just, like, prescripted. That was that. Um, but, yeah.
0: Okay, that is gold. Now, hopefully, while we talk a bit more your internet can just move from dial up but <laughs> um that i'm so glad we didn't record another podcast like try and do a different episode that was gold mm-hmm. i did not realize that the trellis is going to be changing as the as the vine is growing because if i reflect on my life it's not only my phase of life with kids in time because all the mums or parents watching this who are like, dude, if you're going to be talking about stuff that I can do in my free time, um, talk to me in five or 10 years. Mm. And hey, look, we totally get that. And um, man, yeah, it's it's a, it's a huge responsibility. Um, raising young children is just massive. Uh, but I do think that rather than having an hour quiet time, I'm thinking more like, remain in Christ right so we, so I am the vine you are the branches Jesus says my father is the gardener and he's tending to that vine and any vines that have dropped off who don't want anything to do with him he's dealing with those as well he's dealing with us who are still connected to the vine and pruning and trimming and that's not always a fun time but it is necessary um, but we don't want that vine sitting on the ground. We don't want disease and and we don't want to be immature um, branches either. We don't want to be immature that we can't bear fruit, right, in Christ. Um, guys, what would stand out to you as we've dug into this rule of life? What's something that stood out to you that's been super helpful in, in the different things? We've given four daily sort of frameworks, which we, we've shared in um, service and gatherings, but... For you, what's been something that stood out that has just really brought life and that helps you to feel like you're remaining uh, in Christ? Do you, do you want to go first, Shannon? Yeah, I think,
3: you know, for me, something that stood out is I've developed my own rule of life. Because, I mean, it's it goes back to what I've just talked about. Like, I've, I was born into a great Christian family. Um, I, you know, gone to church pretty much every Sunday of my life. Uh, like I but man like to be honest it's only recently that I feel like I've started to figure out how to create a rule of life that actually works for me um yeah. you know because you see and you hear everything that everyone else does and it's not even that it's bad stuff it's just crushing um and so it's like the, what do you mean by that
0: what do I mean crushing yeah Crushing the expectation yeah. of others, or thinking, yep. "Man, I I like like that person inspires me." Mm. And if I ever wanted to be inspiring like them, then mm. I've got to do that. Yep. Or um, or performance based spirituality, right? Where we
3: because that's the, like maybe that's one of the traps we start talking about the mechanics of like how to be spiritual, and we actually start thinking that that's where we get our value or our worth out of. So I think even yeah. before you start you know, really digging into rule of life. It's like, man, your identity has to be f- completely rooted in Christ through faith alone, right? It, it, we don't actually engage in any of these spiritual practices to make God love us more. Um, yes, that's already done. Definitely. But then we're like, okay, we know we're loved and we're wanting to now live our lives in, in Christ, not just aware of Christ or what he's done, but actually we want to discover the life flowing through our life. And so then the question is like, all right, what practices can I engage in to um, be more aware of God in my life, whether it's, you know, his presence in and through the day or how, again, what we do as part of God's purpose um, for us and and for the world. So for me, like one of the things that's been the most helpful is just actually unapologetically finding what works. You know, it's like, hear what other people do, and that's good, try it. And if it doesn't work, stop trying it and try something else. And just experiment with what works until I've found some stuff that actually really, really works for me.
0: Um, So you're sort of, there what you're sort of talking about is letting yourself off the hook. Yeah. Of spiritual performance. Is like a rule of life for you. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool.
3: Because none of the I practices are means, like, they're not like the end in themselves. They're all just means to an end, right? Yeah. We do them because through them we can find life in Christ. So it's kind of like, all right, the goal is life in Christ. The means are whatever we do in terms of getting there. And so it's like, well, find what works for you. Because we all have so many different personalities, wirings, family histories, you know, contexts and stuff like that. You know, and and in the same way, I don't ever, my relationship with Jared is different to, you know, my relationship with you, Gray, slightly different to Alex. So why would we think that um, there's something Mm. like a cookie cutter or orthodox relationship with God? It's actually very, very unique. And so I think, you know, with the rule of life, it's like, it's not about being a rule. It's about finding out like what rhythms work for you so you can discover, um,
0: yeah, discover that life. That's so good. Uh, what about you, Jared? In the same way, what are your thoughts around, you know, what's has stood out to you?
1: Yeah. Um, well, yeah, I was just listening to you, Shannon, thinking, like, so what do you do? Like, what actually do you do, you do within that? If you're, each individual person has their own way, but surely we all come around common things, the word of God, Mm-hmm. Spending time in prayer, um, spending time in worship, but uh, yeah. you know, like, and I think there's probably, I mean, there's many more that we could talk about, but you know, for me, definitely in the past few while, like when I think about this trellis, it's it's come to to a bit of a, it actually has come to a routine of getting into the Word of God. Um, you know, is, is probably just one aspect I could talk about. And, uh, for me, I've got three young children. Um, and like to start each day at home, uh, like the beginning of my day with a moment in God's word is a challenge. Mm. Like, I don't know if anyone else has had that struggle, but like, uh, like I would love to be able to say, I get up before my family and spend time in the word, but I'd have to get up at four o'clock in the morning to do that. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So, I, so I have to put in place a bit of a different routine and I'm mm-hmm. actually the type of person that needs structure and right. really loves routine. And so I love to be able to um, get into a certain place at a certain time in the morning and just spend a bit of time in God's word. And coming back to the idea of like, is it 60 minutes or is it three minutes? Like, I don't know how long it has to be, but I know I just read God's word until I feel like I have what I need for today. And that could be that seriously. Sometimes it's one one sentence. Mm. It's one paragraph, you know, it's one verse or whatever. It's like, yeah, for me, that's that. when when you ask, if you ask me what is one of the main things for me right now, that's it.
0: Yeah. Really good. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. And just to note as well that you actually acknowledging, like not, not only what Shannon said about, letting himself off the hook with some of those expectations. but I know for you Jared, it's actually quite practical way eh? like a trellis is not these things with the scriptures aren't all metaphors. Remaining in Christ is trying to be in Christ conscious of Christ where we're, we're um, trying to understand that in the most human way possible. Mm. but I know for you Jared, you've actually you'd leave for work a little mm. bit earlier. Yeah, And then you just spend, I mean, you're here from 3am and I wonder <laughs> if Alicia wonders where you, or who you are. Uh, say, yeah,
1: yeah, maybe. She wants help right. in the morning.
0: <laughs> but it, it's a good point that when we're serious about experiencing the life of God, sometimes we've got to... Do some things, let ourselves off the hook. Um, That's awesome. Somewhere, it's it's yeah, it's really actually helpful hearing it. It's what
1: I love about that is that it's it isn't just some big out there spiritual thing, but yeah, it's getting to work half an hour, forty minutes early, and just reading the Bible, and it and it seems like a practical thing, but it is so life giving. Um, and you don't have to necessarily be super uber qualified for it. You can; it's there for all of us. It's available for each and every one of us.
0: Mm. Although going back to um, what Shannon mentioned about you know unfortunate times when you've got to spend the hour quiet time reading Leviticus, <laughs> I am interested in our spiritual formation. When and at what point should we put up our hand and say, "I don't get what I am reading"? Because I have that has happened to me so many times. Yeah. And even now, like, there's still passages that I'm trying, you know, I thought I had one take on, but I'm starting to understand another, what what another possibility. What what, are you, what would you guys say about that? Um, you know, reading the word and trying to grow and understanding what happens when we're a bit stumped. Well, I
3: think I really like that, you know, because I think answering that and also referencing with Jared, that idea is like, absolutely, there's common things that we all kind of lean into, there's, so the word scripture, absolutely. But what is different is um, the, the way we interact and express with that. And I think a real key to what you're saying with scripture is, you know, like if I wanted to encourage someone, I'm like, yeah, you know, start exploring the scripture if you're not already. But reading the scripture is not a sport. It shouldn't just be a solo sport. Hey, you know, with all oh, these okay. different rhythms and routines, there's actually individualistic right. the ones. But then there's yeah, communal awesome. ones. And uh, for me, right, I, uh, I mean, like, yeah, I, I try and read the Bible most days. I do. Um, but if I just sat down and read the Bible for me, I'm like, it's I, I get pretty bored if I'm just reading it by myself. But if I'm reading it with people, I can literally just, like, talk about something for hours and hours and hours, you know. And mm-hmm. so it's kind of like, I think if you're reading something and you're getting stuck, who are you reading it with? Uh, yeah, well, awesome who idea. do you have in your life that you could go to uh, and talk to and actually help um, guide you through that? Because if, if you're not if you're not getting stuck when you're reading the Bible, you're not reading it. Hey.
0: You're not <laughs> it's reading the full Bible. of landmines in terms of like what is going on here, son. I <laughs> think Jesus. I don't. Like the way I understand the re- the the rabbi relationship, they would they were digesting the word together mm. in group. In community, correct. What
3: well, was the educational system? Um, right, and, and the point as well. So you had like, yeah, there was the rabbi, but kids yeah. would go along um, to school, um, but that was, I think, at the synagogue. And so actually, studying so the school Torah, was actually at the synagogue, involving the Torah. Yeah, that was part of the educational system. Oh. So um, yeah, they would be going through the Torah and like studying the Tanakh, and then pretty much. Yeah, up until I think about the age of 10. So by the age of 10, like some, some of these kids had memorized the first five books of the Bible verbatim and then yeah. the best of best then would go on to become like Talmudim, um, or, so disciples of the rabbis. Um, so yeah. it wasn't just, they weren't just going to church and going to you know, Sunday school uh, yeah, yeah. every couple of weeks. They, like it was literally immersed in what they
0: were doing. But it was part when of community. And when it's understood in community, mm. it's because I, I, I find, I, I noticed this, um, remember Jesus saying where any two or three of you are gathered there I am in the midst of thee." yeah. So I noticed I prayed different when it wasn't just me in a room mm. and I used to think, Oh, is that because I'm trying to perform my prayers? And I thought, no, not really. Like I'm, I don't really have much to perform. Um, Although I did wear a cape, today <laughs> Put on your <laughs> hat. Yeah, I <laughs> saw that. the The point, the point I was making was praying in a group. I yeah. seemed to pray with more. Um, well, it's not. I I still pray on my own, thus special moments with God. But praying with others was like a whole other category of prayer that mm. brought life to me. Mm. That I would. Well, they're not a trade off for each other. Well, therefore. Um, reading the word must be like that too and worshiping together must be like that. Mm. And, um, you know, that that's such an interesting part of how God's created us. Right. Yeah. Okay. We've, uh, going to go to you, Alex, same question. What stood, what stood out to you with the rule of life?
2: Yeah, I think that, um, I think what stood out to me is like, I think what Shannon uh, has alluded to before is that like, this Christian life, this life following Jesus, it's actually an all-compassing life. It's a mm. all-consuming, well, well, I guess like we could say that our heart for this series, our heart for this podcast, for the theme for the next few years would be to hopefully, through faith and through, these, through this content and community, help people to see that this is an all-life thing. This is actually yeah. the submitting my full life to Christ. But I think sometimes we get held up because we think Often it's like I've got to get all my stuff together so that I can give it over in like one transaction, and I would kind mm. of say that in that moment we're kind of missing the point that actually um, the total co- the ultimate cost is being paid, but uh, by by Jesus mm-hmm. on the cross. But our, mm. our transaction with God is actually it's actually not a transaction; it's a relationship mm. where we are continuing to bring all of our areas to the cross because that's a journey, you know, and we're all human we're going through things, we're trying to figure out our emotions, we're trying to figure out our our, you know job or we're trying to figure out family dynamics but as we bring all these things to Christ and submit them at his his feet I really feel that that's um, through this rule of life, through finding practices that has actually helped even has helped you know has helped me in the last month that we've been doing or speaking around this series like wow not only am I feeling refreshed but also can I say super challenged Mm. to continue to find the areas of my life that I say Lord would you have this too would you have my morning would you have my day Lord would would you help me in my unbelief really that's the prayer that you would continue to help stir faith in me uh, to author faith in my life that I would be able to find more time but I think like in practical sense in my life like it's really made me think about like Like I think about Luke 14, I think it is, where Jesus actually instructs through actually the parable of a builder to count the cost that actually he's, I think the the title of the chapter is um, actually the cost of being a disciple. So that's quite timely. But then he goes in to talk about a builder. He says, well, let's say one of you was wanting to build a building. Would you not sit down first and estimate the cost to make sure you have enough money to fulfill the project? Because it says often then you if you don't do that, you could be the one who sets the foundation but then doesn't have enough to complete it. And then I think it talks about public uh, being ridiculed. But it's this idea that as I went into that verse, just to quickly break it down, I was thinking, well, our foundation in the story is salvation in Christ, through Christ, the only way. But when we don't consider the cost of this actually being a full life thing, then we don't get to build, I believe, the life, the house, the home, the, the, the what God is wanting to build in our lives. We don't quite make it because it, it can become an add-on, like I'm adding this on or hope I can make it to Sunday. But God has called us to just live a full life with him. And so that's kind of been my thing. I've been really challenged. Lord, help me to actually um, allow this to be a full life thing. Um,
0: so yeah, worth noting that, um, you know, when Jesus said, My yoke is easy and my burden is light, that the great lie that was in Genesis 2 and 3, um, did God really say, even as you say that, Alex, we're always thinking, Count the cost, oh, Jeep is great, like, uh, no, thank you today or any day. (laughs) But in you know, in actual fact, no. You enter into an easier yoke, like when I say right at the start of this conversation. I have felt more, which is quite a big statement. But I feel more life in Christ. We've mm. just come out of COVID, like for all intents and purposes. Um, now I know a lot of people are struggling with anxiety at the moment, and uh, look, I, I would encourage anybody struggling with anxiety to. Inquire, or engage on cognitive behavioural therapy. You can Google it. Go to a counsellor. There are things that you can. You know, what what am I afraid of? Fear is really the biggest proponent of anxiety, the fear of the future, but um, dressed up and guised and worry, concern, unaddressed fears. But um, I've changed. I, I myself have changed some things. But just even as you're talking, Alex, thinking, yeah, okay, there's a cost but you're going to take on a lighter yoke. Mm-hmm. You're going to take on a, it's less of a burden, but you're going to have to make the transaction of everything. It's kind of like hard to hear that, but if, if we told you to a beautiful exchange, um, then, you know, what a promise. I want to maybe just reflect on that same thing, guys, too, by saying, you know, what, what stood out for me, by actually giving everyone who's listening for a second Just that simple framework we gave on Sunday. And this is not a prescription. It's just a great way to get started. And these are actually things that I have done um, in a simple way. So just really quickly, number one, rule of life, building a trellis or a frame the vine can grow on, is I'm going to start each day with quiet prayer, scripture reading, before anything digital. I'll be making an aim that I don't go online for social media or news until 10am, and I've found it to be so life-giving. Less news, less doom and gloom. But my mind is not it's not engaging on those algorithms first, that, that type of thought. It's open to God. In quiet prayer, I mean, I want to encourage anyone, you know, with prayer we might think pray for four hours a day. But it just might mean a simple prayer morning and night. Simple. Just say, hi, God. Thank you for who you are. Thank you that you're with me. Thank you for this day that's ahead. A humble prayer. Mm-hmm. I, I honestly think a humble prayer filled with faith is better mm-hmm in a self-righteous performing prayer. Number two, create a gratitude and thanksgiving ritual. Ritual. We talked about this in our gatherings, just finding a way in your life to be thankful, not mm. for, not resentful for what you don't have, but thankful for what you do have. Yeah. Right. And I heard of a man who wrote it down on a post-it note, put it on his po- in his pocket and walked around with it in his pocket all day, conscious that there was so much about his life to be thankful for. Number three, we've encouraged people to exercise or go for a walk that our bodies are, in fact, a temple of the Holy Spirit. And theologically, our bodies are as vital to our formation as anything churchy we do. So when your body is alive and well, you'll feel more alive and more connected to God. And it was also another key to dispelling anxiety. Number four, how I end my day matters. I'll end my day by thanking God, listening to worship to calm my soul. Now, you might have something else you want to do than worship music, Um, instrumental maybe but worship music for me I don't I don't start singing along to it Rebecca would probably not appreciate it Um, (laughs) she hears my voice enough but I just listen to the words and it frames me ready for my sleep and Beck and I sometimes pray together as well hold hands pray you know going to sleep and just pray for our lives pray for the church pray for people in our life and guys we also included some weekly um, trellis that I'll meet with other believers to encourage, talk and pray with God with. You talked about that before, Shannon, about the importantness of that. Six, and that that might be connect group or something. Six, I'll meet with God's people to publicly worship God together and hear his voice. And it's so powerful. And then I'll read number seven and receive and put to grow spiritually. And at the moment, we're talking about the ruthless elimination of hurry, John Mark Comer's book, and exploring that as community. That was a lot. But um just for those of you just wanting to create a trellis and and, and and hey, have a look at it, see what it will do. What are your thoughts, guys? Should we finish with a quick conversation on it? On the book? Nah, just about everything.' Just about everything. <laughs> I,
2: oh, so I, just a, I, I just had a um, random thought around the the anxiety thing really. I, I sort of um I just thought, whether you're going through it or not, like lean into it now. I just thought that, mm. um, you know, as we often it's, you know, we're calling we're calling for help at the bottom, but actually we can all probably yeah. do work to be aware of our emotions and feelings. And actually most of the time it's like our expectations because <laughs> yeah. I think we can, you know, especially myself, our expectations we set on life or progress or, you know, our faith, our rule of life, we set it way too high. And so I just think um, we could all probably do a job of, Uh, leaning into that being mindful um you know now proactively bro that's such
3: good advice like seriously hey like don't it's like don't overstretch, hey i I mean because i'm not as fit as jared um no one is no one is is. actually all of you let's be honest like (laughs) three gym (laughs) cats and here i am just a pantry cat um (laughs)
1: pantry yeah. cat
3: yeah love the snacks mate love snack snacks all day long. Oh, yeah. stamina is high go to bed nah. i have another snack anyway. oh my <laughs> gosh.
1: stays but up late eating food if
3: i went to the gym and tried to lift anything near what you boys did oh, oh. man like i would be hurting for a week um <laughs> and it's like you know isn't the natural similar in the spiritual it's like that's no, true you know it's true. start where you are and go from there yeah. start yeah. simple um, and just be faithful with the simple and, and if it doesn't work try something out and then when you find it works practice it more and then maybe one day add something and it's amazing how over yeah. time um, you don't need to like start with a fully developed rule um, you start with something and then over time you create a rule and the minute it stops serving you you tweak the rule
0: really good
3: bro Probably that's what really I heard really when good. you said whatever you said Alex I was like that is inspired let's go
2: I'm happy yeah. with that I think I think Graham shared it before I think it maybe was advice from a personal trainer or maybe it was someone that he was chatting to is like you've got to start somewhere like yep. so often it's like for me I've had ups and downs with the gym right and there have been moments where, like, like yeah, that's Friday. called a rant. Yeah, you come man, oh in it like, on Friday. Oh, oh, like, oh god, <laughs> stop! <laughs> it. Um, but I remember advice being like, some of the best advice for someone getting started and something new is just to show up. And so he used the illustration of just drive to the gym. Do a u-turn and then go home and i was like lord i wish that lord i wish that was my training every day (laughs) but it's this idea of getting in and then he said that the next step was actually just just keying in getting into the gym and then just and then just go home and once again i wish that that was how it worked um but it's the exposure the awareness the commitment the momentum that built that you slowly get to um to a to a bigger level
0: yeah, because, because actually, guys, and this is a great way to finish, it's what God can do with a simple trellis or a simple rhythm or a simple rule. He's it? the miracle maker. So good. Humble yourself to the point of asking, God, I need your help. God, I can't do this. You know, pray morning and night or whatever the rhythm or the regular or trellis is going to be. But like, let's finish by not bragging on our own ability to be disciplined people. Let's brag on the creator, Mm -hmm. the grace giver, the one who just will flood in. And we want to believe that for you, that you'll come away even inspired today. But wanting to access this life and and practice the way of Jesus, it's an easy yoke. I've loved this conversation with you guys. And people can go back on our YouTube and you can find um, particular of particular interest is week one of practicing the way. And also you can find some of the stuff around rule of life in week two. We love you and appreciate you. Thank you, guys. And Alex, I can't believe that you gave us that vineyard description and a 140-kilo bench all within the period of (laughs) week. Oh, my gosh. See you later, everybody. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you again soon.
3: See ya. Good chats.